What's up, good people? How you doing? This is Lavelle Powell, host of the Keynote Cafe, coming at you today. I'm happy you guys can be here this week for this latest episode. Uh, I want to um, let you guys know that today's episode is going to be about me. Okay, and the reason for that is, uh, although I have worked with people, different people, uh, celebrities and such over the years, um, I don't think, I think that I was so engrossed in my work for them and being admirers of their work that I've never taken time to really kind of let people know more about me. Uh, as well, I've had several questions asked to me over the past two to four years regarding my career, uh, regarding what makes me tick. And this would be a great opportunity, I think, to sort of address that, to kind of give you guys more of an idea of who I am, how I got started, and things like that, okay? Uh, what I want to do is start off with uh, a track that I released earlier, uh, back in, I think, January of 2020, this year. Um, it's called My Forever Love. I want to start off and let you guys hear that one. And when we're done, we'll jump right into this Q&A with Lavelle Powell, okay? All right, guys, stay tuned.
hey, you guys. No, hey, that was My Forever Love. Uh, that song actually was number one on the charts for several weeks uh, throughout 20, uh, 2020. Um, and from there, it hovered in the top five for several weeks and, and then the top 10. Uh, it stayed all together for approximately maybe 18 weeks in the top 10, uh, jumping between number one and, and uh, back and forth in the top 10. Uh, one of my proudest moments, that, that track there. Um, and so with that, we're going to go ahead and jump into Q&A. Uh, as I said, uh, there have been people, not only fans, but also um, some colleagues of mine who have asked questions, even down to my manager back when he and I were interviewing each other uh, for a working relationship. He had some questions for me. And some of, uh, a couple of those questions are among the ones that I'm going to go over. Um, I may not be able to get to all of them, but I'm going to go through them and we'll kind of, I'll give you an idea of, of the type of person I am and what makes me tick and how I got started and what drives me, okay? And we're going to jump right into this. So question number one is, huh, the obvious question, huh? How did you get started in the business? Well, that's pretty pretty simple. Uh, I'm going to try to give you the short form of that answer, huh? How about that, huh? <laughs> so basically, I think it was somewhere around 1998, 1999 or so. Um, I had a production partner who was actually uh, uh, my nephew. Uh, he and I are in the same age range, you know. Uh, his name was Eric Wilson, and we had formed this production duo called EWLP. And one of the things that Eric and I wanted to do was put our focus on up and coming artists, artists who were making a lot of noise in their local area, uh, or artists who were signed to record deals or had recently gotten signed, but wanted to have uh, a track to kind of help um, give, elevate them to another level. So he and I sort of put our focus on that. Um, one of the first people we had a chance to work with was a guy out of the uh, DMV, which for those who do not know, that's D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. Uh, his name was E. Tasmania, and he was a rapper, very uh, popular in the uh, local area there. He was making a lot of noise. Uh, the guy was very edgy, very raw. His rap style was just something very addictive and that you could not remove your ears from, Right. So uh, he came to us. Uh, he had recently gotten signed to LEC Records, uh, which is, I think, at the time, uh, another group, a popular group called EU, or uh, Experience Unlimited, a popular go-go band out of the DMV area. I think they were signed to that label recently or so, something like that. Uh, and they had recently put out a hit called Bounce, okay? And that song was like tearing up the charts all around the DMV area and I think even abroad. So he was signed to that same level, uh, that same label, LEC Records, and he wanted us to do some tracks for him. So he had some lyrics that he, he had written, uh, one called The Willie's Life, another called I'm Coming Up. And so we did two tracks based on those lyrics and uh, those tracks ended up uh, garnering him a great deal of success. I think, I think particularly it did very well, like on the underground uh, music scene 
um, in areas like Germany and here in the United States and the other areas, I believe. Uh, so it, it really it really did a great it gave a great boost to his career. Uh, so Eric and I were, were very happy to have been able to contribute to that. Um, that's sort of how we got started. And what subsequently happened after that was we started getting several people coming to us for the sole purpose of uh, helping them come up with music that would help them get signed to a label or they were, or they were already signed to the label and they just wanted to have some music uh, to help give them an additional edge. So that was sort of like what we were doing uh, a lot during the first few years of our career actively, you know? Um, so I hope that answers that question. Um, one of my proudest moments, we, we were able to work with, meet a lot of very great people, a lot of people who were making a lot of noise out there, a lot of people who were just as passionate about their, uh, their dream as we were, you know? Um, and so it's just nice to have been able to help contribute to help other people to get where they want to go, right? So, hey, I hope that answers that question. Uh, and here's another question that we were asked, well, that, that I was asked. Uh, it was, how old were you when you realized you wanted a career in music and what contributed to that realization? So it's kind of a two-part question. Um, I don't know that I remember the exact age. I believe that I was somewhere around 14 or 15-ish. Uh, and I had been playing the uh, keyboard for a number of years uh, since I was like 11 years old. And I was getting very good at it. I, had, I was devoting a lot of my time to it. I was even um, not doing very much socially and <laughs> instead putting my focus into getting as, as great as I could on the keyboard, right? And improving my music making skills and production skills. Uh, but what happened was there were two people, uh, two groups rather, or two people that really helped me decide that I wanted to have a career in music. One was uh, Prince, um, his uh, Controversy album, I mean, I think that album had been out for a few years, but by the time I, I really listened to it, um, it really introduced me to Prince's uniqueness, right? And his, his individuality, his, his uh, doing things his way, right? He, he cannot be confined to a genre. He sort of did the music he wanted to do. Uh, and that's just how he was. He just, he did his thing and take it or leave it, you know? And what happened is it worked very well for him. He ended up becoming one of the biggest artists ever, <laughs> right? So listening to him, it's sort of, it's sort of, and, and, and his, his way of doing things sort of matched my own viewpoint of my music. And it inspired me to say, you know what? I would really like to do this as a career. Uh, secondly was uh, the Barcades. And I had an interview with the great Larry Dotson last week. And I, I don't even know if Larry understands just how much of an influence he was in the Barcades were uh, in my decision to be, to, to uh, start a career in the industry. Um, when I heard their track, Holy Ghost, when I heard that track, um, to, to say that that song did something to me on a great scale is, is an understatement. When I heard the power behind that track, not just the power, but 
the the audacity of that track that's one of the most bold most innovative most most commanding tracks that i had ever heard uh holy ghost was ultimately along with prince and his individuality and his musical style and his and his viewpoint right his 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 expressiveness that made me say that i want to be in the music industry Th those two moments are what helped me decide i wanted to do that so hearing holy ghost by the barcades and then prince of course that is what made me say you know what this is what i'm going to do okay so i hope that answers that question um let's see let's get you another one so oh okay here's another one that i was asked uh recently maybe uh earlier this year in 2020 and that question is what was your oh sorry let's see Oh, was your decision to host your own show due to the COVID-19 pandemic? That's a very good question. Um, and the answer is yes and no. I, it, it didn't really, it didn't, it didn't cause me any initial interest in being a host. Uh, I, I'll say that uh, I, my manager had brought the idea up to me in late 2019 about um, me hosting my own show. And at the time, I, I, it sounded interesting, but it wasn't really anything that I really, per se, wanted to do. Um, but then as I, as I thought about the way that I am, I, I, I'm an admirer of everybody's artwork, all the artists out there, right? I have a certain level of adoration for their work, for their art form, right? And them as, as an artist. And I thought, I realized that, you know what? If I interviewed these people from an from an admiring standpoint, you know, I think that that would that would make for an, a very interesting show. Uh, so I, I pondered on it, but I, I still made no decisions about it. But as we kind of moved over into into 2020, and then with the emergence of the COVID-19 in, into the United States and seeing the impact that it was having on everybody, that sort of helped me ultimately decide, you know. I think it'll be great to do this because it, it'll not only um, be a, a nice addition to my to my resume, but hey, it's it's safe, right? Uh, uh, during the course of this pandemic, and it, I ended up deciding that it was something that I think I wanted to do, just for the for the duration, you know. So that's what ultimately made me say I wanted to go ahead and host my own show. The, the pandemic sort of helped push me toward a yes decision, but it wasn't exactly the thing that um that led to me wanting to host my own, my own show okay all right so now we're going to go to another song that i did that was also uh number one for several weeks in the u.s and internationally just like uh my forever love was um it stayed on the chart for several weeks again uh, probably like 20 weeks 20 to 22 weeks if i'm not mistaken uh that song is called black pearls it was actually done in 2018, and it really gained traction in the latter part of 2019. And um, you probably heard a portion of it uh, during the opening theme of the show. Um, so you're going to have an opportunity, if you have never heard it, to hear the entire song, right? So we're going to play next Black Pearls, which, another, which was another big hit for me uh, in 2019, 2020. And after that, we're going to resume with a few more questions, okay? All right, so stay tuned. 
Hey, so that was Black Pearls. Again, another proud moment for me, another uh, big hit uh, internationally as well as in the U.S. Um, very proud of that, of that track. That song was done, again, back in 2018 and, and gained a lot of traction in the latter part of 2019. So with that, hoping that you enjoyed that. Um, when I did that song, Black Pearls, I was sort of kind of venturing back into the music scene from the film side. Uh, I had, uh, as a composer, composed uh, several films um, that starred a lot of uh, big name artists, uh, uh, actors and actresses such as Clifton Powell, uh, no relation as far as I know. Uh, also, uh, Trey Chaney, uh, Hassan Johnson, J.D. Williams, Felicia Pearson, Omar Gooding, uh, uh, and people like that, big names. Uh, I scored films that they were in. One of the more recent ones is a film called Guns and Grams that was recently released um, a few weeks ago. And that movie, uh, the, its first weekend, there were several like sold out showings. And so it did very well. And it's um, eventually very quickly going to be uh, uh, being released on a nationwide scale and then from there uh, worldwide. So it's doing very well right now. And I'm happy that, to have been a part of that movie uh, uh, having such a, a great success from the jump. Okay. So um, let's get back to the Q&A. Let's look at another question here. Uh, let's see what we got here. Okay. Is jazz the only genre that you do? I may have, I may have sort of touched on that earlier, a, a minute ago, but um, as far as an artist, yes, I like, I like to do jazz. I'm, I'm a big jazz head. I like to do my jazz music, um, but jazz is not the only music that I do. In, in fact, like Prince, I don't consider myself as one who can be classified uh, and strict to, restricted to a genre. I do all kinds of music. As I said, I've done, I've done rap, I've done hip hop, I've done jazz. I've, I, uh, as a composer, I've done classical music. I've done a number of things uh, out there that um, clearly uh, would make me someone that is not uh, strictly a one genre uh, 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 music maker here. So um, absolutely love jazz. Uh, but jazz is, is definitely just one of many different types of music that I do. And, and I do a lot of uh, blending uh, music together. I, I just make music, right? So um, the answer to that question is no, <laughs> that's not the only genre that I do. Um, but thanks for that question. And I have one. Let's see what else we have here. Uh, so here's one. How do you see the entertainment industry evolving in the future? Very good question. Uh, as, uh, as many of us artists have experienced and even fans of artists have probably seen, the industry over the last uh, few decades have gone through some tremendous changes and has evolved on a grand scale, right? Uh, a lot of things that were lucrative money makers for artists, you know, sort of uh, became not so lucrative, right? So artists have had to do things to sort of like stay relevant, you know, and continue to thrive in this industry. And as far as 
where I see the industry evolving. I just think that artists and everyone who works in the industry, they're going to have to be very creative. They're going to have to think outside the box. They're going to have to look at things that they've never looked at before as far as how they can stay relevant and continue to thrive in this industry and earn an income, uh, lucrative income, and just have the longevity that they seek. They're going to have to think outside of the norm. You know, okay, whatever the norm is now is, is, is something that you're going to have to kind of look beyond to get yourself established in the way that you would like to be. Um, so as far as that, that's kind of where my mind is at. This, this industry is changing and it's going to continue changing. And not everybody's going to be happy with the changes. But what we all need to do is always be willing and able to adapt to whatever changes that take place. Always adapt. Always keep your mind on what else can I do to stay relevant when things happen that uh, call for me to do that. Uh, and even, even before things call for you to, to do new things, always think about new ways of reinventing yourself, new things to get in the, uh, of getting into that will help you to continue to have that staying power in this industry. So I think the number one thing is, is the industry is going to change, continue to change, and it's important for artists to change and adapt along with it. Hope that answered that question. Let's see what else we have here. Uh, this is probably going to be the last question. Uh, there's quite a few of them. Well, this is sort of like a continuation of the, the question I just answered. What advice do you have for new and aspiring artists? And, and basically the same answer, stay relevant. Think outside the box. Don't just look at the way things are now and put all your focus into uh, trying to, to make the most of that. Look beyond that. Look into new things that haven't been done yet, right? And do them, you know? And and don't just be stuck on the, the particular way that things are being done now. Always look beyond it. Always have people in your circle who know the industry. Always have people in your circle who uh, will be that sort of your, your, your conscience, right? And your, who's going to inspire you to keep moving forward to keep doing new things and not staying stagnant in one place. That's one of the biggest uh, uh, words of advice I can give. You have to surround yourself with people who all together work for your improvement, right? And for your continued development and, and strength and longevity in this business. You have to do that. You have to eliminate people who do not have your best interests at heart. The only way you're going to know that is you know, by scrutinizing the people in your circle. You have to do that. So I think that that's very, very important. Um, and I think that that ultimately is going to help artists continue to have the kind of staying power in the industry that they want to have, okay? So that answers that. Uh, so I think that'll conclude with all the time we have available, uh, the Q&A portion of the show. Um, I want to remind people that the Keynote Cafe is on social media. It is on Instagram at uh, the underscore keynote underscore cafe. Uh, and on that page, as well as uh, the so, uh, Facebook at the keynote cafe, you'll be able to find information about other artists. You'll be able to get like uh, bio information. You'll be able to get uh, um, a lot of information on birthdays and of certain of your favorite artists, different people 
who have perhaps inspired you as an artist and who you may look up to as a fan, right? You know, uh, these people are going to be on the page. You can kind of look at them and get learn more information about them that you may not have known before. Um, and then also www.thekeynotecafe.com. Uh, all definitely go to that site because that's going to help you out as far as uh, keeping track of, of any new things that we're doing with the show, um, any, any new information that we have for you, that's going to help um, you stay on top of what we're doing. And uh, you'll be able to watch new episodes of the show, uh, any uh, uh, celebrity events that's, that are taking place, you'll be able to kind of keep tabs on that. And uh, if you guys take advantage of the membership plans that we have available on the site, you'll get even more perks that I'm sure you guys are going to really love. So again, www.thekeynotecafe.com. I really enjoyed spending time with you guys. Uh, look forward to next, next week. Next week, we're going to have a very special guest on the show, and I'm going to be making a big announcement on social media soon about that. And I think a lot of people are going to be looking forward to that interview, just as they were the Larry Dodson interview last week. Okay. Hey, so you guys enjoy the rest of your day. Have a blessed day. Wish you and your families all the success and blessings from God and have a good one. Goodbye. <laughs>